Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host, Jamie Ice, musician turned entrepreneur and co-founder of 6th Ave Homes and 6th Ave Storytelling. Over the past 10 years, I have launched multiple successful businesses and have become obsessed with all things entrepreneurship and marketing. I've been on a personal quest to unpack what it takes to make and grow a great brand. One thing that I've discovered is that stories are powerful and that storytelling has the power to set a brand apart. Join me as I dive into the stories of the heavy-hitting leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and business owners in our community to hear their biggest wins, greatest losses, and their best business secrets. There's a story behind every great brand. Welcome to Stories with Soul. Stories with Soul is brought to you by my company, 6th Ave Storytelling. In 2020, we launched a marketing company on a mission to encourage entrepreneurship and make starting and growing a small business easier than ever before. Since then, we have helped hundreds of small businesses and entrepreneurs grow their brands by giving them the tools, resources, strategy, and support they need to craft and share their stories. If you are thinking about launching and growing your own brand, schedule a meetup with me today. I would love to talk to you. Head over to 6thAvStorytelling.com and let me show you how the storytelling approach can transform your marketing strategy. This episode is sponsored in part by Pre-Kindle, the platform designed to empower event creators to develop the best experiences possible for their communities. Did you know that Pre-Kindle was actually founded in DFW and is still headquarters in Dallas? Well, now you do. We love local businesses and Pre-Kindle is one of the best. With a best-in-class platform of features, no long-term contracts, low service fees, responsive mobile-friendly event pages, and friendly and attentive support, Pre-Kindle is my personal favorite ticketing and marketing platform for any event. Anytime I'm planning something with my band, Green River Ordinance, Pre-Kindle is our go-to platform to use. With an impressive roster of event creators, menus, and entertainment destinations across the nation, Pre-Kindle's hands down the best. In DFW alone, they've partnered with incredible spaces like the Granada Theater, Panther Island Pavilion, the Kessler, Will Rogers Coliseum, the Fort Worth Modern, Tulips, Rizzi Theater, and more. If you have been to an event or venue in DFW, I promise you have likely been using Pre-Kindle and you didn't even know it. Beyond ticketing, Pre-Kindle also helps automatically promote your event. With over 500,000 subscribers in North Texas, in partnerships with event discovery sites like Bands in Town, Spotify, Google, they're set up to also help you spread the word. So go to prekindle.com, that's P-R-E-K-I-N-D-L-E.com and click Get Started to begin using the platform. They are on a mission to bring your event to life. Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host, Jamie Ice. Today, I have a guest I'm super excited about. My friend, Sarah Castillo, she is a serial entrepreneur, and I, I, I would say one of the most fun and adventurous just faces in Fort Worth hospitality. You have, like, you have changed the game, and I, put, I think just put some fun into the world of restaurants and hospitality and all, all, all things. We're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about that, but she is a Fort Worth native, right? Mm-hmm. Born, born and raised, yep. uh, and the founder of Taco Heads, which currently has two, two locations, the founder of Side Saddle Saloon, the founder of Teenies on South Main, and has some crazy cool stuff in the works, which we're going to talk about. Um, her concepts have been featured on in, on Texas Monthly like 
numerous, numerous times. Uh, it was on Texas Monthly's list of top 10 tacos to eat before you die. One of the best dishes of 2020 which was a teeny's. Uh, best, yeah, top restaurants to eat it. Well, yeah. In twenty twenty two, but I also read that it, like your carrot dish at Tina's was like the top. Oh yes, yes. One of the best dishes to try in like all of twenty, like of all in the entire state. This is what like this was featured. Yes, they have won like best tacos, best margarita, and literally like every publication in in the city. So I am stoked to have you. I, the the other thing that I wrote down and where I kind of want to like start out is is you have. You have, I wrote this, this phrase, you have been making me laugh since the year 2000. <laughs> we go way back to like my yeah, freshman year. Of- that's whenever we used to molest you as a young, <laughs> a young man. <laughs> I'm back. I have to add some context to that statement. But anyways, I'm so glad you're here. I've been wanting to have, like, when I first did this, I was like, I would love to sit down with Sarah. I know we've known each other since 2000. Is yes. 2000? Um, yeah, high when school. Before that? Did you go to McLean? No, I went to Daggett. You went to Daggett. Okay. So it was, it was Pascal. So you're a year yes. old. You're a year older than me. Yes. Uh, and, and and my friends were in your class and would like kind of, that's when they started like molesting you <laughs> as a young man. <laughs> which is like we, which we still talk about all the time. They would yeah, they, they yeah, I, it was fun getting the attention of some <laughs> some the older cool girls. <laughs> Uh, but always like making me making me blush. Molesting is probably a strong. A strong I don't know. Word. I'm sure they caress your hair every once in a while. <laughs> My hair. <laughs> it wasn't as big back then. Well, like your scalp. You still had cool like California hair. Yeah, maybe maybe so. I think so. Maybe, I think so. Maybe so. But you know, I, one of my one of my favorite things about you then twenty something years ago was that's freaking crazy. We're yeah. old. Oh my gosh. Um, then and now is like your sense of humor. Like you have just a little bit of like, even what you just said. <laughs> I have no filter, which you is ha- bad. You have no filter and like just an irreverence, so to speak. Yes. Well, I was cl- a class clown my senior year. Were you? Yes. I believe that. That was that. So you just have like this, you like will look into someone's eyes and souls and kind of with a straight face say just like slightly ridiculous, inappropriate things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And people oh are like, my God. is she kidding? Is she serious? This no, is funny. I don't know how to feel right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so serious. It's so bad. Uh, oh my gosh. Sometimes I need to like not do that, but I can't help it. Were you were you like like as a kid, were you were you like getting in trouble and stuff? Yeah, I mean I was the middle child, so I think that was where my sense of humor had to like kind of excel be in front of my other siblings. But um and my family is just really funny family and that's what we do when we get together. It's like who can tell the funniest jokes? Who can be like, oh, that was the best story? Out funny each Out other. Out funny each other. And yeah. um, but yeah, we in at all costs, like, and it's not harmful. It's just, just like legit funny stuff. And yeah. I mean, even like my uncles, like, I mean, we're we were on the kitchen table and we're like crying laughing. Uh-huh. And so that's just I love I, lo- I mean, this is cheesy to say, but I love laughing and I love like where your your stomach hurts so bad and you're just like, oh my gosh, like stop, stop, stop. I can't breathe. And that was, that's kind of like how I, I like to live. Do life. Yeah. And, and well, and I, I think that's, I think part of the success of, of, of your, your restaurants and concepts and bars, what do we call that? It's like hospitality. Is hospitality. The hospitality. Right word? Yeah. Is, is this playful kind of cheekiness. Like you have taken that, which is like, you're very like authentic to who you are. I am, I, I am that, you know, as long as I can remember you've been making me laugh. Uh, but you put that, even like the name Taco Heads. It's yeah. kind of a, like... Well, I mean, it's so playful and youthful, but it's just, like, 
I mean, we're tacos and margaritas. Like, that's fun. So, mm -hmm. like, who doesn't want to eat tacos and margaritas? But you've got to bring that into everything you do. And I feel like that's one of the cool things about your concepts is, like, there's this... Fun vibe. Fun vibe. Um, do you... Do you feel like you were, like, when you sort of ventured out on your own and, and got to, to pave your own destiny, so to speak, did you... Was that, like, a freeing thing? I get to, like... Kind of create and... Uh -huh. Yeah, and so a lot of it's when... I thought whenever I moved back home after all my traveling in college and stuff, I thought I was coming back to Austin and I just saw the change that was happening in Fort Worth and it was slowly happening and mainly in the culinary scene. Um, and I just wanted to be a part of it and kind of help shape it because at the time I was just seeing a ton of Dallas restaurants coming in Fort Worth mm -hmm. and it pissed me off, honestly, because it was <laughs> just like, you know, I'm used to, I went to school in Austin where these are all Austin-based restaurants. Yeah. And Fort Worth was just getting all these Dallas restaurants and it was annoying. And my sisters live in Dallas. And so anytime they come in town, they're like, well, what's the new restaurant to go to? And I would list off some ones like, oh, this is new. This is new. She's like, we have that in Dallas. We have that in Dallas. We have that in Dallas. And then that's whenever I was like, what the hell? Like, this is so frustrating. Like, we need like our own Fort Worth restaurants um, that is beyond barbecue. And yeah. Uh, steak were you, all, were you always passionate about food like was that was that like you, what'd you study what you when you went to to school like what'd you study american studies in <laughs> <laughs> a minor in business is that history so, what does yeah. american studies mean so it's his i changed my major several times okay and um i finally i realized like i i went to go visit my best friend in aspen colorado my spring spring break my senior year and one my parents already told me like you need to graduate on time so mm -hmm. i had that back in my head and then, so I graduate on time ish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, then my senior, or I guess, yeah. So then I decided I wanted to move to Aspen after college. This episode of Stories with Soul is sponsored in part by Project 202, the leader in experience driven software strategy, design, and development. Whether you're looking to build a new software solution, redesign your mobile app, or kick off a digital transformation initiative, Project 202's customized approach creates solutions that work for your customers. Customer experience drives engagement, and cultivating that experience requires a ton of attention and time. Project 202 is local and has 18 years of design leadership. This team is an expert in using customer-centric methods to build compelling data-driven customer experiences. Wherever you're at in your business journey, the diverse team at Project 202 will guide you from idea to execution. Go to project202.com. That's P-R-O-J-E-K-T-202.com and click contact to begin winning the hearts of your customers and exceeding your business goals today. Are you a small business owner or an entrepreneur? Do you do marketing for a small business? If so, I have something that I want to give you and it's totally for free. We've put together a free resource at sixappstorytelling.com slash download. And it's the secrets, it's the tips, it's the tricks, it's the tools of the trade. It's literally everything we do at Six App Storytelling to help small businesses grow. Go download it today at sixappstorytelling.com slash download. So, Which is a, a fun place to want to live. Yeah. And I mean, me being a like Southside Hispanic girl, like I never went to, never, never went skiing and like yeah. ski towns. And you had never not, gone skiing? No. Okay. Never. Um, so it was, a, it 
big change for me. And I was like, oh my gosh. So you went is... to visit and you were like, I want to move here. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just because it's beautiful and beautiful. And it was like party town for all my friends that were living there. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I mean, we had, I had so much fun. And, and it's it was... kind of bougie. Aston's about it like a it's little. It's bougie for the visitors, but all the locals are like real down to earth okay. and real fun. And I mean, when I lived there one time, <laughs> I, I went and gave like, I worked at a ski shop. Uh-huh. And I went and gave one of the guys a hug, like in the ski shop area where all the guys were like buffing the skis and all that stuff. Yeah. And this one guy, I gave a hug and he's like, you smell like Barney. And Barney <laughs> is from Mississippi and always smells like whiskey and burritos. And I was like, well, <laughs> I need to like reevaluate what I'm doing here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So you moved there. So I moved there after college. With a, with a plan or just, I want to be in the mountains and. Um, yeah, I, my best friend that was there already she kind of lined me up a job yeah and so i worked at a ski shop right but, there at the base the pl- of the so i'm studying american studies yeah i had no plan no plan okay so no there was no there was no like i'm gonna do i'm gonna figure it out i'm gonna figure it out because okay. i wasn't i mean like i knew i had been passionate about something i didn't know what that was mm-hmm. and, and you played golf my freshman year at okay. ut pan am Okay. So I transferred from UT Pan Am to UT Austin. And you had a golf scholarship. It was like very minor. Okay, like it very, was just. I didn't even know you played golf until I read. So I read somewhere last night in my Googling. And I was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for, for like my dad wanted me to walk on at UT and, uh, and Austin and there was no way. I was like, yeah. I mean, I'm decent. I'm good, but yeah. not like. So there girls. wasn't like ambitions of doing golf and it was. No, I joined a sorority and partied. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, but didn't, so there was no like master plan. You were like, I know I need, I know I need to do something. No. I don't know what that is yet. Yeah. So one, I can't remember who told it to me, but she's like, you need to move out of Texas because it's always going to pull you back home. So that's when I, and I, I honestly cannot remember who told me that, but Mm -hmm. so I moved out of Texas and bounced around to Colorado, New York, Spain, and then finally came home. And when you came home, what were you doing? Um, well, I had like negative $25 in my bank account. Negative 25. <laughs> because I had all of our, our, our euros in my back pocket and they fell out of my jeans and my sister, it was me and my sister that we were in Ireland and didn't have so any. So you traveled around Europe? Yeah. Uh, just like, just on the way back, a layover. So I wouldn't say travel around everywhere, but, um, but yeah, so I came back negative $25 and my sister and I started waiting tables at Eddie V's. Okay. Whenever they op- like, we were part of the opening team, and then I also had a job. Jetty V's was like a, is that a Dallas or Austin concept? On Austin, yeah. yeah. Um, so then I also worked for the Boys and Girls Club for a little bit, um, while working at V's. I'm a two job kind of girl. Okay, um, you can you can multitask and handle a lot. Yes, you like I need this. I I need to be busy. Busy, yeah. Okay. Um, so then I started actually got a job at the Texas Rangers being events and operations coordinator assistant. So I worked there nine to five and then Hall asked to Fort Worth. Work so you do event, like coordinating events for the Rangers? Yeah. So I, whatever, all those events that they had hiring, like it mm-hmm. was operations. All of a I was just their assistant. So yeah. for Did all. you like that type of stuff? 
like the logistics and the office sitting in an office. No, absolutely <laughs> <Okay>. not. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. I mean, uh-huh. like doing some things. Did but you like serving, work, doing tables, like waiting tables? I did like waiting tables, and I was really good at it. And like and smoothing people and taking care of them, and, and yeah. And I guess there was smoothing. Smoothing is probably not the right word. But, no, it but, is smoothing. I mean, you got to yeah. make them obviously your feel feel at home. Like a hey, this is welcome to my house. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to take you on this experience. Yeah, get ready. Okay. And here we go. Um, especially with Eddie V's, like, and that was probably one of the best restaurants coming into Fort Worth at yeah, the it was, time. It, it was like the, one of the nicest. Like, yeah. It was a, a, an elevated experience. Elevated, culinary driven. Like, yeah. um, so I, we were very excited about it. And so here I am driving from, in my mom's minivan that the driver's seat didn't open. So it, negative $25. Negative $25. Get the mom's minivan. Mom's minivan, <laughs> her minivan that she just had as a work van that she would just like carry stuff in. The driver's seat didn't open. Um, so you would for, go through the passenger door? Yeah, I'd climb through it. No AC. <laughs> oh, and my gosh. And then I would have my Eddie V's uniform hanging, which, if y'all know, it's a, a white suit with a bow tie, okay. yeah. button-up, black pants, and all the all the things. Um, and then we'd just change in the parking lot at Eddie V's and then just go into work. Mm-hmm. So I would do that. I did that for a year and a half and then while I was building the trailer. So, but what, at what point did were you like? I'm going to open up a, a taco stand. Oh yeah, tacos, a taco, a taco stand, and do something in the restaurant space. So, I, or do my, even my own thing. Even the yeah. thought of like I'm going to do my, I'm going to start something. So I was saving money to move to Austin, and that's what I thought I was going to move goal, back to Austin. The goal was to get out of Fort Worth. Yeah, to okay. get back to Austin, um, and and like my best friends lived there, and so I was like going to move back to Austin. Um, but one day, one of the customers that would come, the regular customers that would come on, mm-hmm. they invited me and manager and another server to go play golf at Miravista. And we're like, hey, sweet. Yeah, we'll play at a private course. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were excited. And that night, I told the, the guys, I was like, hey, I'm going to make breakfast tacos for everyone. So we'll have breakfast tacos in the morning. Then we can play and drink and have fun. And so that night, I had a dream that I had a food trailer. And oh, wow. a taco truck. And so I told my mom about the dream. and Like a vivid dream. A vivid dream. Okay. Yeah. And I told my mom about the dream. And we kept on talking about it just randomly when I see her. And because I was living at home at the time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, negative $25 in my bank account. Negative $25. Living at home <laughs> with the minivan. In the minivan. Just yeah. trying to save my money. My yeah. parents were awesome. Um, but so then, and this was probably like a few months being home, obviously. And then I kept on talking about it and just kind of seeing like what was happening in Fort Worth and like seventh street was just starting to get developed. Um, and we would go out and there's no late night food, which I'm Mm -hmm. used to in New York and actually in Aspen too. They have this like popcorn wagon, Mm -hmm. um, Spain, there's food all the time. So there was only Whataburger in old South. Yeah. So putting yep. all those together, I was just like, I think I really want to do this. Like, I want to put one over off 7th Street. Like, So to the left, I guess if you're 7th Haven, Pogue Mahones, like that side of the street was like the hopping part of 7th Street back in the day. Yeah. Um, so I asked all those guys and see if like I could put my trailer there. They said yes. And so then... I started. So, you're, so, you're, so to take, go back a little bit, like the, the, were the breakfast tacos really good? Were like your golf, was everybody oh, like, yeah. was everybody I like mean, these are great, you should make these? And, yeah. Well, was that, was that when you like, this is my niche? Is these? 
it, and not necessarily they were amazing. It was just like the idea was good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the the salsa and all that stuff was perfected later on. But um, and, and, it's not and like, your mom I'm was like, like you, you should do that. Yeah. So my mom is very, she's a very entrepreneur spirit, okay. creative. I mean, she went back to school at age 55 at TCU interior design. Like she's amazing. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. Um, my dad is Lockheed worker union. So he was like, you need to apply at Lockheed. And I'm like, Ugh. don't put me in that box. <laughs> like, that's really not me, my personality. That's not me. Uh -huh. As much as I love and respect my dad. And, and obviously he put his kids through college and yeah. like supported all of us. So, um, it's but, like that gives you like the safety net and the, the stability to go do those. Things. Like my, 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 my dad had the, you know, very regimented job and, so, but that yeah. that stability kind of was like you get to go dream a little bit. Yes, you know? yeah, and so it it yeah it let me kind of be that creative side. But so my mom was like, you know, you can do this, and I was like, I think I want to. And so all that money I was saving to move back to Austin, I put it towards building a trailer, and started that whole process of building my little wooden unique. And did you trailer. build it yourself? Uh, we had it built. Yes. Okay. Yeah, which was tough mm. because. I didn't necessarily go through the health department right away. <laughs> <That's a scary. laughs> um, and so it needed to be manufactured by a company. So then we, we took it and started another company to start taking over to manufacture it. Um, that was licensed. Did you know anything about that world? Like, did you go meet with other food truck people or no? So then I, the, the health department, they're absolutely amazing. And most <clears throat> people are scared of them. And if you just ask them questions and like, so then I was like, okay, well, like, tell me what I need. And like, so we went through everything and they were, and even now, like I go up there, like renew permits and they all give me hugs and stuff. So I feel like that's cool. They watched hear. me like kind of grow into what I am now. And they're just, I, I cannot rave enough about the, the health department in Fort Worth because they were so as an entrepreneur, like they were so supportive and helpful and they're not trying to be an ass. Like yeah. they wanted to make sure we do it right. So yeah. like, there's so many times like they're a lot like they're like saying to hardwire or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, they're just after me. But really, it's like, hey, that's really safety. Like, yeah, you should hardwire that, Sarah. So um, just things like that. So I cannot rave about the city of Fort Worth. So you're building this truck. So build the trailer. The health department's saying helping you out a little bit. Yeah. Finally got it all Did done. Did you have a name? Like you, you knew you wanted to do tacos. So I, I knew I wanted to do tacos. Late And late night was sort of your niche. You're like, no yeah. one's doing late night. And I loved... I like, I was like really into talking heads at the time. Okay. And so. Oh, interesting. What's your favorite talking head song? Oh, well, um, this is, this must be the place or this must be home. What is that? This must be the place. Uh -huh. So, um, but yeah, so we were actually, uh, polishing wine glasses at Eddie V's in the back, like after service. And we're trying to like, all my friends mm -hmm. are trying to come up with ideas for the taco trailer name. And. We finally, and I knew I didn't want anything that had wheels or trailers or anything because mm -hmm. I didn't want to stay in a trailer. Like I okay, knew so I you wanted, already had a bigger, bigger sort of vision for it. Yes, to to grow you're, it. You're dreaming. Yeah, I just didn't want to stay in this little box. Yeah. No one puts baby in the corner. Yeah. It's kind Don't of put idea. Sarah in the box. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a, a, a theme. Yeah. Um. So then we came up. So the guy's like, "What's your? What's? Oh my gosh! How old? This is so long ago." He's like, "What's in your CD player?" And, um, and I was like, talking heads. And he was like, waxing, like polishing his wine glass. And he's like, taco heads. And then we all like looked at each other and we we're like, yes. So 
that's how the name came up. Cool. And then we liked the idea because it's like crackheads, potheads, all that <laughs> stuff too. So you're like, taka, 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 taka. I like it. So you launched it, you, you finish it. And now you're like, I got to, um, are you still, are you still waiting tables or did you kind of yeah, like so we go were, all in? I was still waiting tables for like the second day. Um, because once I got all my inventory, everything I needed to get, I probably had like, I don't know, 200 bucks in my bank account. And so that opening night, like we put it on social media, um, 360 West did an amazing article about me and I'm so so thankful for everything that they've done for me in my career. So and that was a big, that was, a, that, that was, was a big, yeah. So people were following me on Facebook Insta- or Facebook at the time. I don't think there's Instagram. Um, and yeah, so then we launched it and I was like, okay, here we go. Like this better work because yeah. I don't have that much money to like, and you quit your job and I quit my job, okay. but so you, um, went, and you went for it. Eddie V's like, they were so supportive and the GM there like gave me all these documents and stuff of, you know, just food ordering and food costs and whatnot. But, um, but taking that leap is such a, 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 a scary, a scary thing. Well, it was funny. Cause like I, it wasn't that scary for me. I'm just like, this is just, it has to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more scared opening up talk about stockyards, like side saddle. And I guess cause there's, I'm older and I'm actually thinking about, there's more to lose now. Well, yeah. Repercussions. Yeah. Back and then you're like, I could, yeah, I'm like, well, I get, sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to say, okay. yeah, whatever. Like I was just back there. It, I, I just like, that was just the way my mentality was just like, this is it. Like this has to work. So opening day, we had some switch of locations. I was supposed to be at Pogues and there was just, the landlord did one of us there last minute. And then, so we went to seventh Haven and Jimmy Moore who owned seventh Haven at the time. I used to love Seventh Haven. It was the they best. They had like jazz nights and stuff. Oh, and the rooftop. It was uh-huh. so much fun. Um, so he was like, well, you could park on my parking lot. So parked there and had my generator and we we're rocking and rolling. People started lining up. And a lot of it was family members. Like I remember my cousin, my aunts, mm-hmm. um, obviously my parents. And so we we're rocking and rolling, like making tacos, cook, like getting everything out. And then the line just keeps on going. And people I didn't. Don't, didn't even recognize. And that's uh-huh. weird for Fort Worth. Yeah. And so I was like, that's oh my gosh. It's like kind of real when it's like not just your mom and your friends, but it's like Yeah, strangers. that's when it hit me. And I was like, oh my gosh, we might have something. Uh-huh. So this is pretty cool. And and then like we were open till 2 a.m. And obviously all the young people were coming and started making breakfast tacos at midnight. And So breakfast tacos were kind of the niche. That was the thing. Yeah. So we started around like 10 p.m. We started at midnight, but then people wanted it earlier. So around 10 p.m. Oh, I didn't realize it started that late. Yeah, I didn't open until like 5 or 4. And then I would close at 2-ish. But I would let the line go. Like, I would finish the line. Yeah. So we probably wouldn't close the windows until 3. Wow. So you like you became nocturnal. I was very <laughs> nocturnal. Yeah. Are you still that way? Are you still like a night person? Oh, no. I'm in bed by 9. You are? Yeah. Okay. You texted me early this morning and, and you were like, what time is this again? I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make breakfast. So. Yeah. Um, no, I, I get up early. And, you do? Yeah. And I go to bed. I'm My birthday's next week. So I'm 39. <laughs> so I'm a little... I get Not a little, 40 yet. Cues, sleepy Sarah is what I say. Really? I wouldn't... I would have pictured you. And so you... Is that I mean, a, there are... Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, there are nights Sarah... 
old Sarah comes old, out old Sarah. where I'm just like, oh, yeah, Nickel City. Let's have more cocktails. Uh-huh. Yeah. But now most days it's most days, like most weekdays. I try to like, I'm in bed by nine, nine yeah. thirty. I can relate to that. That's how I am. Yeah. I it's up, so nice. I get up early in yeah. my playing music. My I was I was on a not very nocturnal schedule. We would like leave the venue at two and drive and get in the hotel at, like three or four. Yeah. Yeah. So, but now I'm like, I like going to bed early. Yeah. It's funny how times change. You change. <laughs> Uh, so the, so success, you're like, people like what I'm doing. And it was, yeah. So and then, were you liking it? Were you like, this is fun. I've kind of found my niche. Or? Yeah. And I like, I mean, obviously it was really hard learning how what to, do you, one, what do you mean by that? I had to buy a truck back in it, learn how to back in a trailer, <laughs> okay. tow a trailer. Yeah, doing a trailer is hard. Yeah. Um, especially double axle. Like it's, everything's opposite. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a truck. It was literally, you're towing a trailer. I'm towing a trailer, yeah. So I'm driving a, a truck, towing a trailer. Okay. No, I ended up buying a truck with savings. Yeah, I bought a truck, an little Nissan Titan. Uh-huh. Um, Do you like practice backing up? Did you? Yeah, have I mean, you? I had to. Like, I had to learn how to do it. My dad taught me, um, and now I can back in a trailer in the tightest spot. Can you parallel park it? Oh my gosh, yeah. I am like the best. Uh-huh. Did so. you hit anything? Oh gosh, oh yeah, because it's really tall. So I would hit trees, <laughs> like limbs that would hit my vena hood or my water tank and then one time i was driving and this guy's like honking at me and i was like hey like waving and he was like you're, you're thinking he's like a fan he's yeah. like talk about <laughs> yeah, this. I talk love this. That. yeah and he's like your water tank is hanging off the side i'm like oh my god so like i hit my water tank and it fell off and this hanging by a thread and oh my gosh but yeah so you just climbed up there and like yeah, so I go to Jimmy, and Jimmy was, he called me the sister he wished he never had. Um, so funny. he would always fix all my my stuff that I would break. But, yeah, I mean, it was. It's a grind. So you're 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 there working and making tacos. and Yeah, so I ended up hiring a couple people uh, from Eddie V's, too. Like, one of the servers was my right-hand girl. Tall, very voluptuous Mexican girl, real loud personality. And so like you we coached her from Eddie V's. Yeah. Like yeah. I know you have, you work at this really <laughs> fancy, nice place. But like, how about working at this taco trailer? Yeah. And so we had fun. Like people would come up to, and we all wore V-necks and it was a bunch of girls and like one, one big guy that, that I poached from Eddie V's as well. Um, Johan. And so like, it, we had fun. Like we had music playing. We had, the yeah, I remember the music going bullhorn and we had this patio and music and it was just, it was so much fun and I got hit on all the time. So that was nice. So mm. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a plus. Like, people like, I would go out and like go to the bar to use the restroom and I'd give someone a hug and they was like, Oh, you smell like bacon. And just like, keep on holding me. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I met two of my boyfriends from there, but it was, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. And so you went from that, I don't want to say like, like you went from that to like, now I have this impact. You have scaled really, really, really quickly. Well, not really. Maybe, I mean, I maybe the, to like. <laughs> so I opened the trailer in 2010. 2010. And then I got my second truck probably in 2013. And then I opened Targets Montgomery in 2016. So six years in the trailer. Okay. Six years in the trailer. Which is kind of a long time. Yeah, that's a grind. Did you hear that? That sounded a very Texan accent. (laughs) Long time. (laughs) Where did that come from? And I'm not even drinking yet. This episode of Stories with Soul is sponsored in part by Power Biofarms. 
As we all strive to become better versions of ourselves, sometimes the effort to be more active and less stress can leave you feeling more exhausted than ever before. From unwanted prescription side effects to injuries that won't fully heal, many Texans are left feeling frustrated and without hope or restoration. Power Biofarms provides high-quality, Texas-made CBD and cannabis wellness products without chemicals, solvents, or pricey prescriptions. It's all made right here in DFW, from seed to shelf with the utmost care, quality, and transparency. I had the privilege of getting to work with Colt Power, the founder of Power Biofarms, earlier this year when Sixth Avenue Storytelling got to help them unpack their language and dive into their brand, and it was crazy cool. Their story is impactful, and they're doing some beautiful things. They offer a wide variety of craft products, and yes, it's all 100% legal for adults and incredibly safe. Support this local and growing business by starting your order at PowerBioFarms.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-B-I-O-P-H-A-R-M-S.com. This episode of Stories with Soul is brought to you by TCU Neely Institute for Entrepreneurship and Innovation. They're ranked as one of the top entrepreneurship programs in the country, and they live by the Neely promise to unleash human potential with leadership at the core and innovation in our spirit. The Institute has recently launched the Horn Frog Investment Network, which leverages the expertise and experience of entrepreneurs, business leaders, and investment professionals. They source, evaluate, and invest in the next generation of innovators. Crazy cool. And as an entrepreneur myself, I know the importance of finding great help. It can truly make or break your business. Luckily, as Forward Entrepreneurs, we have access to some of the top up-and-coming minds in the nation. If you're a business looking for talented students and interns, visit the Neely School of Business website to learn more about the Entrepreneurial Intern Scholars Program. They're actively looking for placements for their incredible students. They're doing amazing things, and it's exciting to see the next generation of entrepreneurs grow and flourish right here in our city. This episode is sponsored by the Fort Worth Business Press. As a Fort Worth entrepreneur and small business owner, the Business Press is my favorite source for news and updates about the entrepreneurial community in and around Fort Worth. I read their email newsletter literally every day. It's always full of insights and stories that really matter. Are you ready to be more connected? Sign up for their free newsletter at fortworthbusinesspress.com. But If you're like me and the newsletter just isn't enough, you can become an insider. With the code STORYTELLING10, all one word, you'll get a discount on the insider membership. Insiders receive exclusive access to special content, 24 issues of the Business Press delivered to your door each year, and discounts on event registrations and more. Join me and the Forward Business Press in staying up to date on the people, companies, and issues that matter most to Fort Worth. so six years of just grinding it out. Yeah, six years. And was it, it, at what point was the idea of like, oh, I, this could be more, this could be? Um, so randomly, so Thursday night, I had like kind of anxiety. And so I told my, I told my right-hand girl, Jenny, and I was like, hey, can y'all run the trailer tonight? Like, I'm just going to take the night off. She's like, yeah, girl, I gotcha. So, anxiety because it... it just like stress the bills or, or just it's a lot to juggle or a I'm lot tired. to juggle and tired. And I think mm-hmm. we had some catering events coming up that weekend and I just wanted to like take the night off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a catering van at the time. And so she picked up the catering van. And so I ended up staying home. And then the next morning I had to go pick up the van. So I called an Uber this Uber shows up and I get a phone call. And it's like, hey, it's Jacob. Your Uber driver's here. 
So then I walking outside and I see this Jeep Grand Cherokee with a Duke alumni sticker and TCU alumni sticker. And back then, this is like 2015, 2014, and Ubers weren't that nice of cars. So okay. you, they didn't have Uber Black. It was like you get what you get. Yeah. And so I was like, this is strange. I was, I've never had an Uber driver with TCU or Duke alumni sticker. Mm-hmm. Go in and he's like, hey, you, you can sit in the front. And it's just like preppy white guy, hat polo hat backwards, J Crew shorts with like little alligators on it. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and he was like, Hey, what's up? Very bubbly. And I and so I'm asking him, like, hey, you're not like a normal Uber driver. Like, what's up? And he's like, Well, I'm doing this for this nonprofit I'm running called Achieve in Africa. And he's giving me the spiel. And that's what they had to do to be on the board is to mm-hmm. Uber because then they get money and then they refer someone else and they get more money and it goes to the board of that nonprofit. Oh, cool. um, so then he's like, oh, enough about me. Like, what about you? And I was like, and I, I don't like talking to myself or about myself, especially to strangers. I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, so is this hard right now? This, uh, sometimes, this a l- yeah. A little- <laughs> um, so then he asked, oh, so then I was like, oh, I own this food trailer in town. And he was like, Oh, no way. Which one? And I was like, Taco Heads. And he slams on the brakes and he's like, oh, my gosh, I love Taco Heads. And he did he did consulting at the time. And so whenever he would come back from Canada, that, where he was at majority of the time, he would always pull over and go to Taco Heads because we were up late. Um, so he would always come to Taco Heads and mm-hmm. get tacos and then go on home. But so then he he's like, this might be crazy. Gave me a book that his professor from Duke Business School wrote. And he's like read this book. Here's my business card. Like if you want to be partners, like I want to help you grow, like give me a call. So then after the weekend, what was the book about? I I didn't read it. (laughs) (laughs) And I even, I I think I, we did another story and I, he was standing there next to me and I was like, someone asked the same question and he like hit me. He's like, you told me you read it. And I was like, yeah, I didn't do that. That's awesome. Um, So he was like, if you want to be partners, call me. Yeah. He gave me his business card. And so then I called him the next, I guess that Monday and said, hey, let's get some coffee and talk. And so me and Jacob, like we hit it off. Like our personalities Mm -hmm. are so fun together. And again, like we just laugh and he's so absurd and makes me laugh. And we had such a good time, but it was a good time. Yeah. So he, we opened up Talk about Montgomery. And on. so he, he, he was, and he's that kind of like a numbers finance. How do you do this? Yeah. How do you? So that's what was like so attractive. A, Cause he was just building Excel sheets, just like with his yeah. eyes closed. And, and you're like the vision and the vibe and the, yes, the charisma that people, people love that. Yeah. And you found someone who kind of like, like, were you in, like, he was my yin to my yang. Are you a numbers person at all? Like, do you? No, I mean, I, I am now like You're learning. Like forced but to be. I'm, yes, yeah, forced ha- to be, but to. I'm not just like, woo woo yeah. yeah. And especially just, yes, he is very number savvy. So you found this guy who like believes in you, loves the concept, and is like, you had you already had the idea of like, I want a brick and mortar? I Yes, yeah. So even like working through the logo, our logo designer first was having everything with like a trailer. And I was like, no, like mm-hmm. no wheels. I need to not. I, I don't want us to go through this hurdle of taking the trailer to a restaurant via branding and mm-hmm. marketing. So we, we nixed everything that was trailer yeah ish. And you found a spot on Montgomery. So actually we found a spot on South Main. Oh, so okay. where Thini's is right now. Oh, you had that first. That was originally going to be taco heads. Oh wow! So we signed that in 2015 
early 2015. And then you signed that lease in 2015. Yeah. And opened it in 2020. No. So we opened, we signed that lease in 2015 for taco heads. Okay. So then the city was doing all that street construction on South main. Yeah. And so my landlord, Lori, who is actually like one of my best friends now, she, I, called her up and I was like, I don't think this is going to happen because this the street is, the such street a mess. is, it's a war zone down there. Yeah, and she it, was it like, was a mess. yeah, I agree. Like, so and I was like, well, we found another spot and if you're cool, like we can just cancel this lease and like, maybe that could be number two or whatever. And she's like, yeah, like this, that spot. I told her about the spot and this is before. That's super cool. Versus you had a lease and then she let you out of the lease. Yes. Yeah. That's real. like, that's. Cause it's just time. Like she knew there was, we had no idea on yeah. the you had construction. The vi- you had the vision of South Maine yes. early. Well, she had the vision and I like fell in yeah. love with it. Cause it was like a ghost town for it, forever. Fair. Yeah. And cause she had her whole plan of, of what she wanted to do with that block. And she was amazing. And, and we met via Megan Henderson mm-hmm. and I catered for her. And then that's how we became okay. friends and connected. So got out of that lease and then found the Montgomery spot. So found the Montgomery spot and this is way before we fell in love with it because it was on Montgomery and then we had this awesome view. And did you know Dickies was coming? We did not know. So you just like stumbled and stumbled a on this amazing pot of gold. Yeah. I mean, like that, you're literally directly across the street from. I could throw a margarita and it can hit the front door of Dickies Arena. And that was just luck. There was no like. There's, it was my this. grandma praying on me for sure. Nah. Wait, tell me about that. Tell me about your grandma a little bit. Well, can, we, can, just, we take, you know, can we take a little side detour? Yeah, I mean, just take like a Catholic grandma who's just always praying nonstop of her grandkids. And um, I mean, no one ever wishes for, hey, can someone put a 14,000 seat arena directly across the street from my restaurant? Like Where there's no other restaurants and no other competition? Yeah, there's no other restaurants on that street in yeah, so it's just crazy. And but it was like, a, was it like a barber shop or something? I'm trying to remember what it was. It was a dentist it was or like, these like little a, bitty buildings. It was two little buildings with this patio that went all the way down to Montgomery, and we raised it up. Um, 97W were our architects, and so they did a really great job of figuring out how to utilize those two buildings. But yeah, and even like trying to find, we found that spot, and we had to like search who the owner was, and we found Jeffrey and. Me and him hit it off and like, he's absolutely amazing. And so he was like, if you can make this a really cool austin vibe, cause he like looked on me on, on Facebook and mm-hmm. you know, I went to UT. And so he's like, I'm all about it. Like be creative with this space. And yeah. so we did. And so, yeah. And did you have to like, did y'all like get a loan? Did you get investors? Did you get like. So we, it was me, it was Jacob. So Jacob came in and was like, I'm going to be your business partner mm-hmm. and help you open up the restaurant. So he came in, bought equity, and then that's how we got into the okay. the business. And and it, y'all opened this thing and then was it a success? Like did people start coming? Like, yeah, I mean, it was a And you had to su- elevate, you had to like, we went from a trailer to now rest, like a full thing. So I got to change the menu. and Yeah, so we added on new menu items. We had to, one, figure out the bar system. So we hired bar manager. And then we had to go through a lot of stuff with the city, with zoning and ordinance, and which is not quite as helpful. as It the was really hard. <laughs> yeah, like it the was the opposite. So she was zoning, and I love Arlington Heights Neighborhood Association, but it was really, really difficult because mm-hmm. they just don't want change. And yeah. um, so we had we couldn't open up the cantina until May, and we opened up the restaurant side in January. So we were literally had ice chests of beers on the deck, and we just 
hoped no one would steal them. Uh huh. Because and then we had to go to pick up ice every day at QT or that Q Mart. You didn't have way. like ice maker. No, because we couldn't finish construction in the cantina until all the uh, zoning wow. was approved. Okay. So it was tough. Like it was so tough, but um, but we got zoning approved. But I think it was like four to three. It was a close one, but wow. um, like city council meetings, mm-hmm. and then and then we started construction and opened up the cantina in May. Okay. And then finally we had a full restaurant. And people were coming and liked it. and Yeah, we, people were coming. It was a vibe. It was it a was, party it was, on the patio. It was so different than anything in Fort Worth. It was, it was very Austin-y. Like it had this. It, yeah, I mean, because it was, I mean, it was unique. There was two buildings with a patio connecting mm-hmm. it. So, um, and even and, now, like, we, where do you see that? And great margaritas. and Margaritas and some tacos and breakfast all day. Were you doing chips in the taco truck? No. And your chips are like my favorite chips ever. Thank you. They remind me of like so my my grandma used to make her own chips. She had this little fryer, and she we buy tortillas and she fry them. And nice. And uh, they remind me of that. But I like I'm obsessed with chips. That's like my favorite the thickness of it. Yeah, their thickness and they're like real. Like yeah, you didn't just buy them. So and a lot of it like. Yes, I didn't get into UT my freshman year, so I went to UT Pan Am and. Mm-hmm. At UT Pan Am, like we would cross, it's like in Edinburgh, South Texas. So we would cross over into um, Progresso all the time, yeah, and eat street tacos and chips and and buy a, a little avocado. I say little, but they were massive, mm-hmm. and then just make our or just like chips and guacamole, and like so all of that those experiences I put into the trailer. So. There was this one little taco stand we went to, and that's where they had the cabbage slaw, and I fell in love with it. And mm-hmm. every time we'd go there, I'm like, I went straight to that taco stand to get tacos. Okay. And so that's where all that came from. And the salsa, like, did you salsa came? Did you know from, how to make that? Did you I like- did not. It came from Johan, who was our what, the dishwasher at Eddie V's. He came up to me and he's like, I I can cook. Like, I would want to come and work and with Johan you. Johan sounds like a. European guy. Yeah, it's his, that was his name. That was his legal name. Okay. In quotation marks. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, so Johan, the dishwasher, this European. I'm, I'm picturing. He's, he's from Zacatecas, Mexico. Oh, he's from Mexico. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay. Um, so he. Okay, that makes way more sense. I'm like. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I remember my mom asking him where his name came from, and I can't remember. But, um, but yeah, it was. Johan. Oh, so he, so he, yeah, so he helped come up with, with that. With, yeah, so he had that green recipe, and then also um, he helped us kind of, like, really nail the garnitas recipe. Okay. Which was awesome. And were you, like, in, I mean, I'm, assu- you, I'm assuming you, you now you had a taco truck and you came, like, are you into cooking? Like, is that, uh, like? Uh, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I'm really into eating, and okay. I know what I like, and I know good food, but... Uh, my mom and Johan were the ones to like really come up with these recipes. Mm-hmm. And then once Jacob's really into cooking, so he came up with a couple recipes. And then our kitchen manager that we hired, she came up with a couple recipes as well. So, um, yeah, no, I'm just like, y'all do your thing. I'm, I'm really the visionary, I guess, to put this, this starting. Um, what, what are you, what are like Sarah Castillo's superpowers? Like, what do you feel like you're uniquely gifted in um, that is different from the way most people are wired? I don't know. I mean, it's really about the experience for me for in hospitality. And so like, again, like me being obsessed with Liz Lambert and I've been following her since college. 
Um, Liz Lambert is the the so Liz Austin Lam- Hotelier. Is that the right word? Yes. Yeah. She started all these great. The creator hotels. of Bunkhouse Hotel. Bunkhouse, which is Saint Cecilia uh, Hotel San Jose, um, Hotel Magdalena, uh, Saint Cristobal in Mexico. All these, and we had, so we had Lou on the podcast, who is. She is Liz is Lou's sister. Yes. And they've kind of changed the game for the boutique hotel experience in Texas. Kind of like created these like Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent changed the game. Beautiful. So you're you're a fan of hers. Huge fan. Um and I mean, since I was in my twenties, like baby Sarah, like followed Liz around like Oh really? Like a puppy. Okay. Um I interviewed for them. I worked when I lived in New York. You loved her spaces because you, you were in Austin. Because I was in Austin. There. And my parents stayed at San Jose when I was in college. Okay. Um, and so my sis, oh, when I lived in New York, I worked for the Hudson hotel and I was, sorry, I'm going all over the place, but so I worked for the Hudson on 58th and 8th. And that was a really cool boutique trendy hotel. Um, and I thought I was going back to Austin. And so my, so I was interviewing for bunkhouse and my sister was graduating from Austin at the time. So I went to Austin to interview and to see my sister's graduation. <clears throat> But then my best friend who I lived with in Aspen called me up and she said, hey, do you want to move to Spain? And I was like, how can I, I cannot turn that down. Uh-huh. So I moved to Mallorca, Spain okay. instead of working for Liz and So you could have worked for them. So you were in hotels back in the day. You back in the day. You were a fan of Liz and just these concepts. Yes. And fan of hotels back in the day. In like general. I would, it, yeah. So in New York, I would hang out at the Gramercy Park Hotel, the Hudson, just in the lobby, like just taking it all in like these experiences the smells like so, all of so that so going back full circle yeah. Sarah's superpower you like experiences yes. when you say experiences like the vibe and the atmosphere the vibe the atmosphere the name like how do you feel when you go into this the space um, and you feel it? like you're wired to create that or you're just like a student of that or I think I'm student of that for right now I mean I don't obviously we're working on some projects but and there's oh I'm never I'm not, I'm not the best at my game right now. So I just want to continue to grow and learn. And obviously traveling helps all of that. So, mm-hmm. um, just taking everything. So in. your, so your favorite thing about the truck and then the brick and mortar was you get to make a vibe. It made a vibe. And so, and everyone keeps talking about how they, like whenever they come, their memories at Taco Heads, like yeah. coming to the trailer, regardless so are you picking out like paint colors and the lights and the Yeah, so we hung string lights and And the music. The music, the playlist. There's always really good music. Like yes. My wife, that's probably her favorite thing is when she goes to teenies and she's like, I always love Sarah's playlist. Yeah. So she, I put together the playlist. Okay. Um and yeah, it's just and I think a lot of it's like I hate going to a restaurant and then they're playing like if it's an Italian restaurant and I'm not naming names, but you go and it's <laughs> like seventies like soulful music which i love like yeah. otis redding and whatnot yeah. but i'm all like this is also kind of an italian restaurant and yeah i don't know but anyways that's i i'm not so you're thinking about vibe thinking about vibe so one of your superpowers is you you think you're good at cultivating that yes okay. own it I want, this, is, this, <laughs> this is a it, what what can you can you well i have a couple of questions about that but i also want to just push you on the question a little bit because i feel like you don't like you're kind of self-effacing but is it, what what else is like? You feel like I'm? Can you brag about yourself just a second? Like, yeah. What do you feel like you're really good at? Because you're behind all these really neat things that have changed the hospitality so, game. Like, I think uh, 
for and you a just while. said you don't you don't like cooking, but you yeah, like. I don't like cooking. I'm not great at managing people. Um, I become too friendly, so I'm really good at just coming up with these concepts, okay. um, just to like toot my own horn, like yeah. and come up with these names, like side saddle saloon. Like I, I came up with that concept with a buddy of mine, and we were both kind of thinking of names. And I went to, it was Marcus Pasley and mm-hmm. we were sitting at the bar and it was on Monday night, which is half price wine. So all my friends were sitting at the bar and we're ch- kind of coming up with names again. And he had a list and then I was like, side saddle saloon. And he just crumbled his list and he's like, threw it at my face. And he's like, I but, hate you. Because women would sit sideways. Is that- yeah. So because women had to wear dresses, mm-hmm. so they would ride horses. Sideways. I, yeah. That's a great Back name. in the day. So, um, but yeah, I mean, like come up with these concepts and mainly just like not necessary. This is just concepts of what Fort Worth needs and Fort Worth like sh- deserves, I think. So, you have like a future vision in your head of this is what Fort Worth should be like. Is this this is what the city needs? Is this are you future thinking? Is that um, not? No, I think it's more not not what like Fort Worth should be like in these these years or coming up years, but what selfishly what I would want in a city mm-hmm. if I visited the city. So, um, and again, it's just different experiences and like having friends coming from LA or New York and of course these are bigger cities or even just small towns like coming to Fort Worth and like, oh my gosh, these are amazing museums. And then you go after this huge, great experience you have in a museum. What are you going to do after that? Like go eat at a really great restaurant. So then this whole time, or you're going to Dickie's George Strait concert. What did you do before? Mm-hmm. You went to Taco Heads and they had a 90s cover band, like country song player singing. Uh-huh. And then you just remember that whole night. So yeah. I, I do like, I don't know. I want to create memories for people and experiences. And, and you see the bigger the bigger picture of that. and Yeah. I, and, and so even with like Side Saddle, it's just, again, things that is different. Mm-hmm. So for Fort Worth, like, we were talking about sides or the Mio Alley development. And Marcus was telling me all of these guy chefs that were going to be in there. And so he, he listed all, everyone and they're all Fort Worth males. And so I said, I was like, what is this? The cockyards or is it the stockyards? Because <laughs> right now it sounds like it's all guys right now. Uh-huh. And he like, started laughing he was like, well, you should do something. And then. So you were like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, I definitely don't want to do a talk that's down there right now, but so we were coming up with the concept and it was a cowgirl cocktail bar. So just at the bar, y'all are like, it went, it went from, there's no, it's all males yeah. to, I'm going to do it to, you came up with it. Like did it happen that quickly? Yes. And then you called, I called Jessica Miller. Cause the M2G girls were leasing it. Yeah. So they're leasing it. So I, or I text her that night. And we're like, what the hell? And she was like, you're actually on my list to like uh-huh. to call. And did, you, so, and so did you have a business plan or anything? Or you're just like, I'm no. going to open up a concept. So we told her about the concept and she's like, put a vision board together and you have to like, like pitch it to, to Majestic. So, um, and she's like, and the woman who's like mainly in charge, like she's head of marketing. She is pro woman. Mm-hmm. Like, so really like lean on that, your concept. Cause I think it's amazing. They need a cocktail bar down there. So put together this vision board. Um, that I did personally, like I didn't have someone else make it like yeah. put this whole deck together. And then we pitched it and she was like sitting there looking at me, California, like hard ass. Yeah. And just like, I loved it. And she was like, we want y'all here. We're like, 
okay. Guess I'm opening up a bar now. <laughs> yeah. So and was, at that point, you had a couple of like. So I had Teenies was in the work. Yes. Works. Teenies was. Uh, I think Teenies was open. Was it open? Okay. Yeah. So you had the confidence now, like I can do this. I can also. Yes. Yeah. And my business partner at Thini's was is Glenn, who owns Pogmahones, and he's been a big brother to me because I parked there after Seventh Haven mm-hmm. closed my trailer. Um, so Glenn came on board at Thini's to be the bar, like craft, yeah, craft cocktail guy. So he also is business partner at Side Saddle, where he created the cocktail list. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and so bar bar experience and Thini's was a killer vibe. Yeah, I think it's kind of like that's crazy to me about you is I want to, like, this, the word was adventurous. That kind of came in my mind because it'd be easy to just do, Taco Heads is successful. People love it. I could just rinse and repeat. And you you did, like, more locations, but you also were like, I'm going to do this entirely different concept. Yeah. And then I'm going to do this other entirely different concept that's a, a bar, and then... Well, I just fell in love with these restaurant groups in New York and also MML, or McGuire Mormon at the time in Austin and um, in that they're, they didn't put themselves in one box for like mm-hmm. what their creativity. So they like branched out and did other concepts and that's what I wanted to do. So, um, and then also but it's I, way harder. It's way harder to like, yeah, <laughs> it's so you, you're from... starting all over. You're starting from scratch. It's not uh-huh. just like, Hey, wash, rinse, repeat. Like you said, yeah. um, you are, yeah, you have to start. And do you like your... the chaos and struggle of that? I like it. You and do? I, I don't know why. Is the starting your favorite thing? Is the starting like. Yes, it's a lot of fun. Creating the vibe. Creating the vibe. Like what are people going to experience? And then obviously R&D. Like I love to R&D. Mm-hmm. Uh, research and development. Yeah. But yeah. So and with Dini's, I was just, I was frustrated because people, especially in Texas, their perception of the Mexican culture is just Tex-Mex. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not what it is. My mom does not make enchiladas every day. We didn't eat beans every day. Like, so that was their perception of just Mexican food, but that's not true Mexican food. And even we still get pushback from people now that like, oh, I couldn't get enchiladas. Like, this is not Mexican food. Yeah. Or what's this tuna tostada? I'm like, woman, that was inspiration from Conchamar in Mexico City that is like absolutely... So it's just like, Okay, like you, you, there's an education of the palate here in Fort Worth because that, yes, because it's not, not meat, exist. potatoes, it's not just yeah. fajitas. And and so, the the vision for Teenies was what Mexico City driven, Mexico City driven. Yeah. And I wanted a little more upscale, yes, even the idea of kind of upscale Mexican is a new thing, doesn't didn't exist, yeah, here, right? Not at all here, no, like there's we no, were the first ones, there's no upscale Mexican, yeah, and you kind of introduced this new food for, and the vibe is like. Yeah, and Don Artemio, I think I'm saying it right, but uh-huh. he he did an amazing job. And I love, like, I was just there last Friday. I love Adrian, and I love what they're doing. Yeah. And I think the more, the merrier. Like, yeah. so we can really educate people on what good Mexican food is. Mm-hmm. And then, again, tequila and, and cocktails and as well, because people think tequila is just your Jose Cuervo gold and whatnot. Yeah. So, and at teenage, you kind of had this, like a lot, all these mezcals. Oh, all yeah. this, is that, and that's where you got into the world of, were you already into tequila, tequila before that? I was getting into it like with taco heads. Cause I, they would invite me. They it, distillers would invite me because we would pump out a ton of tequila. So mm-hmm. I went to Herdura's distillery, um, Jose Cuervo's, uh, Maestro de Bell, which is Jose Cuervo's grandson, um, Patron, so I was traveling and 
You were going to these, 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 these distilleries, and that's when I fell in love with all of these distilleries. Okay. So. Can we talk about that at all? Yeah. What's next? What are you working on right now? Um, a spirit line. So Mexican or agave spirit line. So I am with two partners of mine. Um, we are launching a tequila brand in November. So You're launching your own tequila. Yeah. Like bottles that you buy at a store. Bottles do you buy at a store and you can have at restaurants. And this is different, different partners? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So how this came about, um, one of, so my friend, Andrew De La Torre, he owned a Cuban bar in, in Fort Worth. Oh, that embargo. Yeah. Embargo. Was so cool. Yes. I and love that bar. So we've been friends just kind of like we would see hospitality friends. So not, not like yeah. really tight or anything, but so he was running and managing Pequeño, Mexico, the flea market on on University and okay. Jacksboro Highway. He was running and managing that. Yes. So in Rafa Garza, who's one of my investors, he owned the land. So this was, I guess, right when for COVID hit, Rafa told Andrew, like, you need to figure out what to do with this land or we're going to have to sell it and it's going to be a, a discount tire or a Hobby Lobby or something just like. Because all that land was kind of for sale for a while. It was always been like in a pocket listing. Uh-huh. Um, and there's some floodplain, floodplain issues that we had to like yeah. work around. Um, so he said, call Sarah up. Y'all need to like come up with an idea to figure out this. Like pick Sarah's brain. So mm-hmm. of course, anything Rafa asked me to do, like I, I would do it. So I met up with Andrew on a Saturday morning. We walked up and down the field and just mm-hmm. kind of spitballing ideas. And he was just talking about like events and stuff. And I, I was like, I'm. I don't want to open up any more restaurants. Like I'm, I don't, cause this is like around COVID time. So I okay. was like defeated. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to like deal with weddings or all that stuff. Like, uh, can't deal with brides, or crazy moms and stuff. Uh-huh. So, and he was like, Oh, well I guess not necessarily getting frustrated with me, but just cause I was just like saying, no, 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 I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. Um, and he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, tequila is my end game. And he like looks at me and he was like, no way. And he was like, well, thinking like, hey, well, tequila market might be a little saturated. Like, have you ever heard of Sotol? And I said, I have. I've heard about it. I haven't tasted it. Like, And he's like, well, let's go get some. So we went to three liquor stores, finally went to Goody Goody Liquor on Camp Bowie, got a bottle of Hacienda, got a styrofoam cup out of, from, um, I guess, what's that? Mex- Mex- Mexican Inn right there? No. Uh-huh. Is it Mexican Inn? No. So. Ninfas? I can't remember. Mexican It's not Ninfas. Okay. Yeah, Mexican. Um, got some styrofoam cups and ice and was drinking Satol in the back of his truck, fully clothed. <laughs> we had to like disclose that um, in a pitch one time because he, he said like in the back of my truck bed. Uh-huh. It was like a country song. Yeah, and it sounded pretty yeah. weird. but um, And just kind of daydreaming about having this really cool Satol distillery and then like launching a tequila line. So that was in 20, like end of 2018, 2019 sometime. And so we got some like, renderings made and i guess this was right after i came back from patron renderings made of doing a a, uh, a tequila a distillery is that was called well so no because tequila has to be made in mexico. in mexico so we're all of our our juices are coming straight from jalisco okay. um bottled everything you have to make it there you have to grow the agaves like distill it age it bottle it and it has to come to the u.s all packaged and ready so doing some sort of Tequila Sotol. And then a Sotol distillery here. Store. Or a Texas Sotol distillery here. Okay. Yeah. Um, but do, also doing a boutique hotel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and 
So again, my my passion for a boutique hotel. Like I have a. So you, so hold on, just to so. Your investors like go meet this guy. He's got this land. He doesn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. He's like, what da da da, and you're like, we should do a, a distillery and a boutique hotel. I've never done either of those things, but let's let's do it. And then yeah. you went and, and y'all are drinking Satol out of a styrofoam cup, and are like, let's do it. Yeah. So we had this idea, and we put I put it on the back burner because I was dealing with all the restaurants in COVID. Yeah. And Andrew would call me. Which up. I want to get into that here in a little bit, but oh yeah. Um. So Andrew would call me up and said, what. What's going on? And you had said tequila has always been my end game. So you've been thinking about this? I've been thinking about it. You've been dreaming about this. Yes. Yeah. Um, And mainly just because there's a lot of Americanized tequila out here. And again, people think of tequila as like Jose Cuervo Gold. And it's not that all. Mm -hmm. Like I I do respect Jose Cuervo and what they've done. But um, there's other craft tequilas out there that are, are... or yeah, it's like Coors Light. We were stuck with Coors Light and Bud Light forever, and then we like craft beer is this thing. Yeah, and and craft tequila. People haven't really. People got way into the craft whiskey world, but tequila still. It's, it's there's another level that people don't know about. Yeah, and I and it's it's just really about education, and that I really want to like help people understand like, hey, there is a world out there of like really great tequilas that you can drink, and you don't think you're gonna like take your clothes off and dance on the bar. You're not going to have a hangover. Yeah. Like there's ways, there's good stuff out there. Um, and so that's what I wanted to help. So you've been dreaming about this concept. Yes. Sorry. And then I interrupted the story. So then, oh, so, yeah. so then, so then he, he, he understood that I was put this on the back burner. I was like, I just had to like figure out these restaurant stuff. Like, and he's like, okay, like I'm going to keep on calling you. Just say, don't forget about this concept. Like this is, we have something. Um, so then one day this other guy called me who I went to high school with. And I thought we went to high school, but we didn't, we didn't go to high school, but we all hung out in the same okay. group. In the same circle. <laughs> yeah. But that's how Fort Worth is. Yeah. Um, but he just, he called me up and was like, hey, do you have your own tequila? Like, it's straight to the point. And I'm like, oh my God, he heard something. And then I was like, no, we'll have like barrels with Patron heard her. And he was like, no, 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 like your own. And I was like, what are you up to, Stephen? And he's, I was like, are you trying to start your own tequila company? And he was like, yeah, actually, do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, well, that's funny you brought that up because I'm actually working on this project and we're kind of needing someone like you that, you know, kind of like the Jacob mm-hmm. guy. Um, and is that, is he kind of like a finance business fin- plan performer person? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, and Andrew and I are very like visionaries yeah. and here's the vibe yeah. and the experience. Yeah. And, the- and so, um, and really just to like hurt us to concentrate and focus yeah. Um, cause <laughs> yeah, because we're usually like squirrel and um, restaurant, bar, <laughs> hotel. Yeah, so which is your superpower, but also probably like your Achilles heel sometimes too. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so then we all met and it we all got along and we we're like, well, all right, let's do this. And so it Stephen just put threw gas on the fire and went from zero to one hundred and put an offer on the land. We closed on the land. Um, and y'all bought the land. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot of land. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's yeah, a lot of it's land. Like a little over twelve acres. Right smack dab on university, uh-huh. like downstreet from TCU and the museums and everything. So, Stockyards downtown. Did you like go get investors? Did you go? So we had to like we had an oh shit moment where we we're like, all right, we have this land under con- contract. You signed a contract. Yes, and you had to put money down to y- sign the contract. Yes, and then so we hauled ass to Mexico, figured out our juices, our distillery, all of that. So, so we can put a business ha- plan together. Now we have to go figure out how to make tequila. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. So then we, yeah. Did you have any idea how to do that? We had a little bit of an idea. Yes. Um, obviously there's only a certain amount of distilleries in Mexico, but people, they private make your own tequila for you, you know? So you, like you, in wineries. Yeah. Okay. Um, we just had to figure out who we wanted to make ours and, and eventually down the road, we want to own our own distillery in Mexico. And so there's an idea. I have this idea for tequila concept. So we're going to sign this contract. Now we got to figure out how to make it. So we're going to Mexico. Yes. And we, and we got to put this business plan together. So we were, again, with me working with the restaurants and doing all that stuff. While I have all these other businesses and people and employees and restaurants to deal with. Yes. We were pulling all-nighters. And we all had full-time jobs. So we were pulling all-nighters, putting this business plan together. And, um, yeah, it was crazy. It was insane. And then we were, we finally got the business plan. We're putting pitches together. Um, we did several pitches. We're hitting the road. We're going to West Texas, East Texas, like pitches to investors. investors. Yeah. Okay. Saying invest in this thing. In this thing. Yeah. Had you done that before? Uh, no, not like this. Not. Cause you had to raise a lot of money. I'm assuming we did. Yeah. And did you raise it all? Uh, Yes. And what was that like? Was that like fun for you? So, was it nerve wracking for you? Do you like asking people for money? Um, it was, it was, it was great. Like telling them about the pitch and we got better and better each time. Like the first one we went to, we're like, whoa, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, we really just got better. And obviously our passion shows and, um, we had samples of our spirits. And so like, okay, so you went people, and made some. Yeah. So and they would, and it was good. Once we finalized on our distillery, they sent us samples, and anytime we needed more, and it's probably easier to ask for money when you're giving them tequila, and they're like loosened up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but also it was a lot of like Fort Worth people that really bought into the vision. So, with the hotel aspect of it, it's an experience. Like people can come here, have a tasting of our our spirit, and stay at this a beautiful modern Mexican modern hotel. So the concept is there's a there's a distillery that you can do tours of and taste and buy and then a hotel. Yes. Okay. So not only are you figuring out how to make tequila and how to make money off of tequila, you're figuring out how to make a hotel. Correct. Well, so we knew we can't, we're not owners of the hotel. Um, so, and we also, we've never owned a hotel. I mean, we never operated a hotel and we don't plan to pretend like we do. Okay. So we were looking for a managing partner. And of course, the first person I thought of was Liz Lambert. Because you were obsessed with all Because I'm hotels. obsessed with her. And, um, and so I, I emailed her and at the time she said she couldn't do it and she was like, her capacity was full. And, um, and so I totally understood and it, uh, but were again, you, like, were you bummed? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was like, damn it. Um, but in your mind all along, you were like, it would be so cool if there was like a bunkhouse hotel. So yes, the separation of Liz Lambert and bunkhouse happened and so we are actually, we are partnering with Bunkhouse. She, she wound up getting bought out or selling out of, of that. And yes. So she's part of MML now. Um, and so Bunkhouse is still there alive. So you, and, so you, so that happened, then you pitched Bunkhouse and they, yes. Yeah. We had a connection through that and, um, went to, had a pitch with Greg Marchbank and then met with, um, Tanaya and Lisa, who are the, the big mamas at Bunkhouse right now. And, and they love the. So are you partners on the hotel? Or are you like the landlords on the hotel? Or you? So you? They're your yeah. operators. There are operators. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is also crazy. So we are. We'll be the first DFW, um, bunkhouse bunk hotel, and we have that for like five years. This is giant. Uh -huh. Like this is such a like, the mag magnitude is that the right word? 
Yeah. Of going from like a little trailer, a trailer to this and the crate. Like, does it feel crazy to you? It does. And and that's the thing. It's like, this is a really big project. And for some reason, and me and my business partners talk about this all all the time. Like, yes, it was hard to like go raise capital and put our vision onto paper and all of that. But it was also like so much fun. And then not saying it was, it was smooth. Like it was relatively like easy and not, I don't ever want to say anything's easy, but I think, and I said this, I said easy one time to Jessica. Mm-hmm. So actually Jessica and Susan are, are they're from MTG. They're our developing partners. So oh, they're cool. helping us develop that whole land yeah. um, because we needed the best of the best. And they are the best in Fort Worth right now for commercial real estate. Yeah. Um, creative. Yeah. Creative. Yeah. And so, I, I said that to Jessica one time or I don't know, maybe it was season. We were on a trip in Mexico and she was like, do not sell yourself short. Like that was not easy. She's like, all your, she's like, it might've been easy now, but it's easy because of all the hard work you've put in the past mm-hmm. to make it all come together. So do you um, get stressed out. Do you yeah, have like I mean, sleep, my, sleepless nights of like, Oh a- yeah. I mean, I wake up at 4am every day, just like think and it's yeah, it's but I I work out and I I sprint and run and just to get all my stress out. But you have to, yeah. Um, and then just have your your time and listen and how, to music and. How are you doing all this at the same time? Um, it's a team effort. Like I mean, the restaurants were, we have a general manager, management, like general manager, managers, kitchen chefs, like we have a a great great team. And how many people do you employ? Oh gosh, I think it's around like it's over 100. 100 it's a, people. It's probably 100. And are you man like are you in the like managing them or is it just like I get I hire really great managers or are you like, how, like So we hire really great managers, but so from my business partners at Thenies and Side Saddle, we have our weekly meetings. Mm-hmm. My managers at Taco Heads, we have our weekly meetings. And so then how did you it, learn how to do all that? Did you, was there, was there like a book or a class or a mentor? Like, um, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess just day by day and obviously podcast and, and, and yes, like I'm in it. And I think a lot of it where I could not step away and let, I guess me micromanaging wasn't great because I needed to like step away so I can like think bigger mm-hmm. and, and do what I'm really good at. Instead of me being in the dish pit. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I will jump in the dish pit. And you have done the dish pit. I've done the dish you've pit. You've done. You've and done every like, hat. You've I've cooked tacos. My, you've done everything. Oh, yeah. Like, yesterday, I was cooking tacos because it was Duran Duran at Dickie's last night. And we got our butts kicked. Uh-huh. And we we're short staff. And so I'm there on the expo. And then we get really our butts kicked. And then I jump on the line. And I'm, like, cooking tacos. And that's what an owner can, like. I just do it. Sometimes you got to do it all. Sometimes you got to do it all. But you also have the wisdom to st- like in order to scale and do things like this, you have to relinquish control on some level. Yes. But still have a lot of oversight. Right. Because because part of, just to brag on you a little, I, I think one of, one of the neat things, I was a part of a restaurant, part of a restaurant for a while, and we it, it's it's way different now. We have like operators who run it and know what they're doing, but we had no idea what we're doing But but at, at the time. But, but having good customer service and all of it is so hard. There's so, like... It's so hard to do that. Oh, and one yeah. of my favorite things about, about Teenies, and it's very consistent. It's always like really, really great service. Like it's hard to do that. And yeah. it's difficult too. I mean, it, don't get me wrong. Like we have, our employees have their days. We're human. Yeah. So, I mean, 
and that's what we tell them. Like we get it. Like we're human. Like you're, you're bound to like mess up. The thing is like, if you mess up, how do you fix it? Like mm-hmm. if you tell us, tell your managers, like we can go above and beyond and fix that mistake. Like we get it. Like we're not going to like spank you in the back. You can't yeah. spank people anymore. <laughs> if you knew that. Um, but they also said I was an HR disaster, which, uh, but just jokingly, but uh-huh. just jokingly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like, it's just like really like being forgiving as a, a owner and like you have your bad days, but you just got to shake it off. Like, and just talking to your, so I don't know, just the management group. And there's so many great books out there and um, podcasts and so did you, did and, you get in, like, did you get into all that? Yeah, like, can so, you talk about some of your favorite? So we went to, back in the day, Jacob and I went to Zingerman's. I don't know if you've heard of uh, them. They are actually maybe did Carrie Crow tell me about. Zingerman's? I think she did that. It's like an entrepreneur. She, like I think she told me about that. Um, but management, like they, it was a management. I guess we were there for like four days in Michigan during the winter, and it was so cold. I was like uh-huh. mad at Jacob for bringing me there. I was like, next time we're going somewhere where it's hot uh-huh. and there's a beach. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've done some seminars and. It's amazing and it's very helpful. And um, I mean, it's. Do you have any like philosophies or principles on leadership that like you ascribe to or you say a lot or you helps you do what you do? Yeah, I guess like, I don't know. There's, I guess, more for the hospitality and we have our non-negotiables. So. Um, oh, take me through those. Oh, just like not being too cool for school. I just hate when you're just too cool for school. Like treat everybody like they're Sarah's grandma. So. I don't know, but um, there's a lot of things like so not, feedback not, is free. Not being too, go, too, go, too cool for school. Yeah, don't be too cool for feedback school. Feedback is free. Yeah, be willing to receive it. Be willing to uh, give it. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. There's a, there's a handful of them. And that are we these have. like your sort of you're there. You call them your non-negotiables. Non- Do you don't talk about these. Is it part of your training? Is it like is it across all re- all concepts? Yeah. So the, those ten non-negotiables are across all of them. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's just. There's a lot of things that we, we, again, just not, I mean, we're in the hospitality industry. That's what we do. Like you are letting these people into your home. You need to treat them. You want them to come back and enjoy your home, give them an experience, a memory, um, and then take them on this fun ride. So, but yeah, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. It, uh, it just, was there a point? So was there a point where you like, discovered this is who I am like the, so I've, I've been I've been watching Star Wars all summer with my with my Rosie my oldest daughter mm-hmm. it's like so I'm you're gonna use a Star Wars analogy I don't know if you like Star Wars or not gonna, I I've I've seen it I'm not yeah, like a big I'm gonna, sci-fi. I'm gonna take you to a cheesy land but <laughs> it's almost like Luke Skywalker was this farmer and then he like discovers he has these the force and this like it almost seems like you were just I didn't know what I was going to do. I was studying American studies. I had $25. And now I'm like, have this empire I'm building. It's like you became a Jedi. Was <laughs> 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 there a point where you were like, whoa, this is like, where you sort of um, un- unleashed that where it happened and you're like, this is what I'm made to do. I'm really good at this. Yeah. I don't know when that was, but it was just some of these times I would come up with these ideas and even like to my business partners, like I'll just pop out an idea for the restaurant and they'll look at me like, oh my God, like you just came up with that now? And I was like, yeah, and I'm not even drinking yet. Uh-huh. So it's like, I, I don't know, but I just kind of like let my mind free and just kind of like, it just comes out there. And and really, I think a lot of it is 
traveling. Like I love to travel mm-hmm. and explore and, and, and see different, see the world in different ways. And that's a, that's a part of your sort of process. It's un- part of my process. These, yeah. And then just taking everything in. So there's a lot of things that I took in, like living in New York was hard. Like it was a beating. Like when you were, I'm work, I think I was working like three jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but like waiting tables, a gym member, gym, just so I can have a gym membership. And then also the Hudson, but you just taking everything in and experiences and like me not going, getting into UT Pan Am my freshman year and going into South Texas and tasting these tacos and like taking that in. So I don't know. I just think like the universe is just, I don't know, just kind of like let it go and just, you just follow it. Like read these signs that are out there, but there's like a free spirit kind of whimsy to you. Yeah. But also there's like some discipline. It sounds like you're also very disciplined. I'm very disciplined. And I think that's... Were you always very disciplined? I, I was an athlete. So okay. um, growing but, up in... So what is your day? Take me through a day in the life of Sarah. Uh, well, I wake up... At uh, four something? So, so yeah, sometimes I wake up at four, send emails out. Um, then I, I'll go back to sleep and then wake up. I do that too. I like have these things I think of and I need to do and I'll like wake up at four and I send emails and yeah. I like can't, I have to get out of my brain right? I yes. Sleep. Or, and I need to get, I, I used to have a book and I just like write my ideas out, but usually now I just, it's sad, but I get on my phone and send an email real quick. Okay. Um, I so work sometimes out. Sometimes go back to sleep. Sometimes get Sometimes. Up. Yeah. Sometimes I'll just get work up, work out, work out. Um, and then get my day started. So either I'm just in workout clothes all day or I get ready. And what's your, what's your go-to workout? So I am a Orange Theory girl. Oh, you are? Okay. Uh-huh. I've heard um, good things about it. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. And as this one time, I was at this really, really rough gym that I was obsessed with. At, it's called Metroflex. It was in the south side of Fort Worth. And it's like a gym where you think the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would work <laughs> okay. out at. Like chains and like cage ring fighting. Like uh-huh. it was amazing. I, I love that. And I, I think I might go back too. Um, but just trying to like, Run, work out, get your, your stress out or mm-hmm. aggression or whatever. Um, and it's just like listening to loud, hardcore rap music. Uh-huh. So that's like my, my time away. Um, and then you hit, get the, hit the ground running. So I have my Tuesday meetings for taco heads and, um, stockyards, Montgomery. And then I have Feeney's meetings, side saddle meetings. And then on the same day or different days, uh, all different days. Okay. Um, then I have, is it hard to j- bounce between the two of them mentally? No, 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 no. So you have meetings on different days for each, each the meetings different for days. different days, um, that are set meetings, different days. And Did then, you have to learn how to like prioritize and control your schedule in that? Yes. I'm sure there's a lot of people who want your attention. It's like, there's a problem here. There's a problem here. There's a problem here. Yeah. So it was, it's hard to, and you obviously don't want one restaurant to feel neglected yeah. another one. Um, but there's, we have obviously like great teams and then side saddle as it's a bar with very minimal food. So it doesn't take too much of our time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is still needs its TLC and all that stuff. So, um, and then I, we have our random zoom calls with all of our branding people or marketing team for the whole tequila with bunkhouse with m2g um investor meetings so it's every so it's our set meetings that i have mm-hmm. during the week and then everything else flows in in between mm-hmm. and then some days you may wind up doing expo because duran duran's in town because duran duran was in town wow. <laughs> and, and we got her talk can you talk a little about just marketing like you've also made great concepts i have these great 
vibes and experiences that people love it and people love the food and it's good. But then you also you also have like built cool brands, like the brand itself. Can you think about just like things you've done or things you've learned or your philosophy on Yeah. Um I don't and I, I wish I could be better. So marketing wise, like again, social media is big and that's part, pretty much our our biggest platform. But um I and I run it and but you do it all. I do it all. No, uh, you're posting on like Taco Heads uh-huh. Instagram. Yeah. What? And I have other people. So Taco Heads, I have two other people that have access to it. Uh, Side Saddle, I have one other person that has access to it. Demi's have one other person that has access to it. But You're doing that every day? Uh-huh. That so that's all up, me. That takes up so much mental It does. And it's like... Space. Mental space and the creativity and like yeah. content. Like, what am I going to post today? And um, But that's also your voice. I mean, that's part of... That's kind of cool. Yeah. Especially with Taco Heads. Like, it's just so fun and witty and... It could be like I was looking at the old social media talkets and like when TCU was in or UT was in town playing TCU, our marquee sign said, sorry, TCU fans, Taco Mama went to UT. Uh-huh. Hook I remember so that. That was really fun. And it got like so many, it was like over 400 likes or something. But, um, but yeah, so I still run that. And then obviously the, we have, we've reached out to different companies to, to run it and do marketing, but it, it's so expensive. And yeah. for what we've gone through during COVID, like it's just, it, right now it's just like, you have to just do it your own. Or, mm. um, but like, feel like your brands, they all, they have this sort of similar. Oh, for the branding look, yeah. the creativity part of it. Yeah. So we've reached out to, um, so Hans Taplin, he's out of Dallas. He did the talk of its original branding. And then we've gone through like different revisions and mm-hmm. Chance Morgan has done a little touch up on it. Um, and then for Thenies, we had this other group that reached out that I met at Talk of Dallas one time. Um, and then, yeah, and then Side Saddle Saloon, which I love. This is my sorority sister. She made this by hand. Oh, really? Um, also, so, you can't, you can't, well, actually, if you're watching the video, you can see, but Sarah has, you have all like the concepts, logos tattooed. I do. On you, which is kind of fun. Yeah. So I have Taco Mama for Taco Heads, uh, the Agaves for Thinis, and then the Side Saddle Saloon Cowgirl, nice. which I just got. Oh, you did? That's I, new. Yeah. Right? And that, that little bicep right there kind of hurts. Yeah. It's real sensitive. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'll get all my, the nom numbers on the tequila too. But yeah. So this one, I was really, that uh, very special to me because she was my little sis, my sorority sister, That's and she cool. hand sketched it and. She's, she ta- is she like a tattoo? It looks like old school American tattoo. Well, she, yeah, she's a graphic designer. Like uh-huh. she was like advertising at UT and business school. Like she is a genius. And then she got her PhD at NYU for something. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just absolutely amazing. And now she's in LA. But that's cool. The full circle of that. She designed. Yes. She designed yeah. That logo. She's cool. Um, okay. Let's. So we've talked a lot of like where you're going and how these things came to be. But can we also talk about like when when the shit hits the fan and things go wrong, which like COVID, like yeah. COVID, I, I'm like over talking about COVID. I'm like tired <laughs> of, 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 of it two years later. Uh, but like the restaurant industry got hit probably the hardest of like anybody. Yes. And you opened Teenies one week. Prior. Prior. Yeah. And we didn't have, we had no idea that was going on because our heads were like so into the restaurant. Like I didn't know what COVID was. And you've been working on that for like three years, right? Two or two years. On it? On, on Thini's? 
Yeah, I mean, we signed the lease in 2017, but the building is extremely old. And yeah, so all it this took a work lot. of remodeling and all this stuff and with this big launch. Yeah, we had all our inventory. Like, we hired all this team. Had money and training. Like, yeah, it was. So what happened? What'd you so, do? So uh, our business partners, we all got together and we're like, okay, like, what are we going to do? And we all came up with it together and was like, we don't know what's happening. So let's just, and also reaching out to all of our Fort Worth restaurant restaurant tours like because this Fort Worth community is so special and mm -hmm. reaching out to like John Bunnell is amazing since everyone messages but you know how like yeah, he came on and he told us he told us his whole story yes it? yeah and so like that's really I think being in Fort Worth is very at this time it helped is a, you get through it help us get through it and like okay. calling like Carrie from out like what are you gonna do what are you gonna do so um we all after like getting every see what everyone's doing we decided to close the doors give away all our food to our employees, seal the bank account, and just, like, wait to see what's going on. Mm. Um, That's got to be so hard. It was so hard. And so, again, like, letting go for employees. all concept or just that concept? So, for Dini's, Side Saddle wasn't open yet. Okay. Um, Taco Heads, we closed down, shut down for two weeks, and then we were opened to, go. to do to-goes, mm -hmm. which Taco Heads works for to-goes. It does. Yeah. Um, Dini's, not so much, because that was, again, a very high-end experience. Your, was the, the bait like this was the baby this was the next thing this was this the, was yeah and like we had a great week did like you have enough money to get to get through all that like so we didn't get first round of ppp loans we got second but we did like we were very smart on our spending like did not spend anything that wasn't needed and um and i have really smart business partners so we were all just like all right like we're gonna hold on to dear life until like what happens yeah. and then so we reopened at 50 percent occupancy and like a few months later. Yeah, a few months later. So I think that was in the summer. But and did people come back in? Like, was it? Yeah, people came came back in and we started doing to-go's as well. And then the to-go liquor, whenever that happened, I guess it was like right before Cinco de Mayo, like we were slammed at Taco Heads. Like mm -hmm. it was like, oh my gosh, to-go margaritas. And people just, I mean, it was so busy at Taco Heads. Like okay. it was awesome. So Taco Heads did did okay through it. Yes. Yeah. So we're doing like big old 32 ounces of margaritas. Uh -huh. And, um, but yeah, so we, we had it again, the word pivot. Yeah. And so we just had to like pivot our asses off. But was it like, was there any moments where you're like, I want to hang my hat? Yes. So actually I have this scar on my thigh and I was in the cantina just cause I have to stay busy. So I was in the cantina like organizing and cleaning while we were shut down. And I had a box of like Mexican Cokes that I got the, the cardboard got soggy and then they started all falling and the, they all fell and shattered and like cut my leg. So I have this big old scar on my thigh and it's from that. And I just like started crying and I was just, like, yeah, F this, like I'm out, like this sucks. And, but I was fine afterwards. You just got to cuss it out every once in a while. <laughs> then then you're good. But you but, made it through it and I, you're, you're going, you're going bigger now. <laughs> yeah. Then we opened up another restaurant and we're doing construction and yeah. So, um, open two right afterwards. Was that in, was that planned? Um, like side side was planned. Yes. Side side was planned. Then you're like, let's do another one in the stockyard. And I'm ready for more. Taco heads was planned. Uh, no, no, no. Taco heads was, we did it afterwards. After okay. COVID. And has that, has that done well? Yeah. So it's still, you know, Stockyards is very touristy mm -hmm. area, so we're busy on the slammed on the weekends, okay. and it's it's pretty slow during as the weekdays. It's very tourist heavy. tourist schedule, yeah. Okay. Um, but as like 
more things are coming down there than the music uh, venues and all that stuff. It's happening. So. Well, I I think it's it's so it's been so cool to watch. It's oh, been thank you. Really, like just. It's been fun to do. Yeah, it's it feels true. crazy to me as an outsider, and it feels like like to me it seems like it's happened very fast. But you're like, it's been ten years of work. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what somebody else said, like, oh, overnight success. And I'm like, yeah. uh, it seems it, it seems like it because right now I'm about to push forty. So, but it just went. But yeah, it, 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 the magnitude of it. Um, what advice would you give your younger self if you could go back? Um. Gosh, that's, I don't know. Oh. Huh. If you could go back and like younger Sarah. Don't give it all away. Okay. Probably. What do you mean by that? Um, I'm very, I don't know, just kind of give it all away as in sometimes I'm easy to be like, okay, your crew, like operating side or something or. Relinquishing control, relinquishing yeah. your ideas or, or letting it be changed. Yes. So, um. And just kind of like, I think I I trust a lot of people mm-hmm. too easily. Um, so I need to trust my gut more. You so. undercutted yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, and I, I had ideas and I I would let people kind of talk me out of these ideas and I would come mm-hmm. back around and I'm like, that's what I sh- we should have done. Yeah. But You um, know your own brand better than anybody else. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's what I would tell a little Sarah. Okay. That's good. What about like a, a young up-and-comer who wants to get into the hospitality world? Anything so like? actually, it was funny because I'm, I'm really want to get into mentoring, and so I've been taking that that step. Okay. Um, I had a mentor Zoom two days ago or a couple of days ago with this girl, or last week, sorry, with this girl from San Diego and who wants to get in the hospitality industry. And her teacher told her not to. This other teacher knew, knows me, and so we had a Zoom call and just. If you, I think just to follow your passion, like mm-hmm. people are not always going to get you. So, yeah. and we're all not the same. We're not built the same. So yep. this is, I don't want to say this, but you do you, you know, yeah. like that's, we're, it's, yeah, that's what makes the world a better place. Chase it. You chased it. Not a lot I, of people have like chased it down. I chased the crap out of it. Uh-huh. You have the yeah. scars to prove I have it. Scar- yeah. <laughs> On the leg. I know. I'd work propane trailers back trailers in yeah like it was it was hard work like i'm it being here now like it was not easy like mm-hmm. i think a ton of things that happened i can i mean like we lost tacos dallas during covid mm-hmm. and it's tough and you feel like a failure but you just got to shake it off and then just get back on the saddle yeah so put your big girl panties on, on the side saddle yeah um do you feel like are you gonna be done for a little bit like this is so I are you say already, that are you already dreaming are you in like Sarah dreaming land about the next thing or are you like well I got my hands full for a while yeah I have my hands full for a while I get approached on a bunch of stuff and obviously you have to say no to a few things and yeah. um I am I'm partnering with a friend on one development and then besides the hotel and all that stuff so okay. it's off it's in the south side so um it's Lori, my landlord like at a real, Feeney's, a real estate, a real estate thing, thing yeah. It, but not a not a new concept for you. Not a new concept for me. A so real, real the de- on the as the developer side. So that's cool. Oh uh, yeah. Com- real, commercial real estate. Yeah. Add that add that to so, the resume now. <laughs> yeah. Why not? So working on that. Um, but the, that right now, that's it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I am. I'm going to be forty. Is so. there? Is there? A, like, do you feel like you've made it? 
Um, not yet. Only because you got some stuff to prove with I, this. Yeah, so I got to get the spirits out and and get the hotel. I mean, the hotel won't be built until twenty twenty six. Game twenty twenty six. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a game changer for Fort Worth. Like that is a, yeah. All of that is new. And there's, I would say, in Texas, there's all these like craft whiskey and craft distill. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Are there any Texas tequila brands? There. So it's not actually Texas tequila. It's tequila that is. Owned, imported in, yeah. Imported from but like, is, Texas But are there, is, like, Texas yeah, people there's doing a, there's a couple of them out there. Yeah. Dolce Vita, um, Socorro. There's, yeah, there's okay, a Socorro, few. Yeah. Yeah. But not a lot. Not I a lot. I feel like that's a, still a little bit like an untapped. I'm excited for what you're doing because I feel like that's yeah. an untapped thing. And I, I, I think a lot of it's like, we're, we're doing it because of the passion of tequila. Like, mm-hmm. you see all these celebrities coming out with tequila. Yeah. And it drives me crazy, honestly. Yeah. Like, Kylie Jenner, like, really? Yeah, come or on. The Rock... And Although I love The Rock. <laughs> I love him. Is that your guilty pleasure? I, yeah, I like bad movies. Nice. I love him. Um, I would vote for him for president. Nice. Side, sidetrack, sorry. Yeah, but yeah, so um, Mark Wahlberg, like, come on. I don't know. It's yeah. just like it, the passion for the creative, for the craft spirit. And it's such a beautiful, beautiful spirit. And mm-hmm. it's really hard to be made. And the Ohimanores in Mexico, like, they don't get paid enough. And it mm-hmm. it is a really tough spirit, but extremely beautiful mm-hmm. and um i just want to help like push that and like the education and again with all the, all the brands that i respect and i drink right now like we're gonna serve them at the hotel they're gonna be part of the tasting because we appreciate what they do and yeah. like how they create it and um what they stand for they're not gonna there's ways to modernize it and and so you can produce more but they don't do that because it it's, it's an art it's an art yeah, yeah. so what is what what do you want to be remembered for? Like what does legacy mean to you? Like do you think about like what what do you want your legacy to be? Um I don't know. I mean like being a girl from the south side of Fort Worth, Hispanic like and also like kind of getting into these arenas with, that are all male dominated like it's, it wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't know. Um just kind of like paving the way, I guess, for Latinas and and all. But I don't know. I I, I guess you feel like you broke through barriers. I did. Yeah, yeah. I I do feel that way. Um, especially restaurants in, in Fort Worth and um, and then now in the spirit industry, it's all pretty male dominated. And so um, we have a really cool, exciting distiller that's coming on board for our, our Texas little and mm-hmm. she's female Latina oh, that's like cool. yeah so she'll be the first uh, wow. Latina like distiller ever so yeah. pretty exciting I just think it's gonna like I, I know it already exists and I'm, I think it's gonna there's gonna be even more of it but, but sort of like Liz, Liz Lambert was this hero of yours that you looked up to and were inspired by and I think I think it's cool like you're doing that for so many across the board yeah i hope so yeah i mean yeah yeah. i mean obviously like i yes so everything liz did and she just did it because of she saw this cool building across the street while she was at the continental club Mm -hmm. not knowing what that was gonna how that was gonna impact me like and it's crazy yeah Yeah. but well it's 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 really cool and just yeah just to to see i don't know i'm just have this image of my mind of like my freshman year at, at Pascal and meeting you and just this like funny kind of free spirit, you know, 
fallen or like person into like has built this giant machine and empire and and these cool and just changed Fort Worth. So it's 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 cool. It's cool to have been a, a spectator on it. It inspires me. You inspire me. Um, so oh, it's been fun. Thanks, Jim. You inspire me, man. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming on and sharing uh, your story. It's, awesome. It's cool. Well, I'm thanks exci- for having me. It's I'm excited cool. for what's next. Me too. Can't yeah. Wait. I get panic attacks every once in a while too. So uh, there will probably be more. There'll probably be more. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Sarah. Awesome. Thank you. Congratulations, you made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Stories with Soul. If you enjoyed the interview and like what you heard, please help us out and share, subscribe, and like anywhere you listen to podcasts. When you share and subscribe, it is insanely helpful and allows us to keep producing new episodes. You can always join us directly in the studio by watching the video version on our website, 6thavstorytelling.com. Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6th Ave Storytelling, an organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story. You're obsessed with your business and we want to make the world obsessed with it too. Thanks for listening.